and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, January 10th, 2022. GG Replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, the Good Night Groofs, a place for games, a place for goofs. Well, we're, we're workshopping the slogan, but we're, I swear to God, I swear to God, we're going to firm something up by the end of the month. That's a promise. It might not actually be. I'm not sure. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing today? How How is your Monday going? Is it fantastic? Are you ready to talk about some games regardless of what happened in your Monday? Paul, I'm high. I'm high on life right now. <laughs> high you know, on I'm, life. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying. You know what? I had a good Monday. You know, usually we, we come in and I'm like, oh, you know, it's Monday. It is what it is. We got to get through the week and then we can have our Friday at the end of the week. <laughs> Paul, I had a great Monday. I am happy to be doing this show with you. I love so talking happy. video games with you. We got a good one. We got some really interesting stories today, actually. Really cool stuff to talk about. I'm really excited. A lot of no like big announcements, like nothing new is coming out necessarily, but just a lot of weird World stuff. of Warcraft it's, 2 is coming. It's announced. No, it's not. I'm Matt, sorry. don't toy with me. Don't crush my soul. <laughs> you know what? Um, um, Rachel was just playing some World of Warcraft um, before beside me before we started recording. And she was in Boralus Harbor because she just loves it there. Oh, so nice. many visual bugs. Like a really? lot of weird visual bugs. There was a guy who was like works on the dock and he was hammering and he was underwater hammering nothing. <laughs> uh, and the fish that are normally in the ocean were flood, like floating above the ocean. Um, I just thought this was so I was like, did they just give up? Like, weird. wow, doesn't usually have a lot of visual bugs like that. Oh. I thought that was kind of I was like, cool. This is a bad sign. If the fish are flying away, we're, gonna, we're having some trouble here. So wow, too. I'm counting on you. Wow too. More fish in the sky, more blacksmiths underwater. <laughs> yeah, that's it it turns out they're like, we heard you guys like this, so we're gonna double down. Uh all right. Captain Placeholder is uh the new faction leader for the new <laughs> combined faction. The Alahor. All right. Oh, that's no. enough. That's enough. We gotta get into the show. There's so much to talk about. First off, I just want to remind everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode or just want to leave us a comment, send an email to ggreplayshow at gmail.com so we can address them in the next episode. Speaking of, I said comment, but I did say comment the other day. Speaking of comment, have you watched a Don't Look Up yet, Matt, on Netflix? I haven't, but I watched uh, <laughs> like a year ago. <laughs> uh, I watched that. Is it? I don't know if it's Russell Crowe. Who's the guy who looks like Russell Crowe? Who's the one that <laughs> the other the other guy who Cameron oh, Crowe. God, no. It's the it's the two actors I I always get mixed up. Russell Crowe and oh, uh, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I don't know. Okay. I don't know which one it is. I don't remember, but it's this disaster movie. I think it's called Greenland. Okay. And I think I've heard really of that. surprisingly good. I don't Oh, right. Comet. So it's about yeah. like meteors uh, ending the world. It's it's an end of the world disaster movie, but it's like really strangely well done. It's yeah. you, you think it's going to be like super cheesy and campy and whatever, but it's actually like pretty realistic as far as like how the events that you would imagine, like how things would go. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Not about a comet, but similar. Nice. I love that. Uh, yeah. Don't look up was uh, fine. All right, let's move. <laughs> It was okay. <laughs> the reviews uh, have it being 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and, and it being completely split if people liked it or not. 
perfectly emboli embolizes <laughs> perfectly what's the word i'm looking for um em uh, is emblematic it's perfectly yes. emblematic of of how i felt about the movie 50 50 <laughs> yeah i've heard really mixed things also yeah. gerard butler and uh it's a good movie check it out plus there's no gerard butler and don't look up there's pretty much every actor, every famous actor. But weirdly, imagine. Russell Crowe. Weirdly, Russell Crowe. <laughs> and he's fighting a tugboat. It's so weird. It's Russell Crowe as Gerard Butler. Things get really <laughs> confusing for me. That actually sounds like it's like a, what is that? That new Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself. I feel like that's what this would be. Russell Crowe as Gerard Butler. Yeah, that Butler. actually looks really good. It looks amazing. But it's not, this is not a movie podcast. This is not, this is not the cinema. What do we call our cinema tears? This is not the cinema tears. This is came uh <laughs> GG replay. What, what? We, we don't know what show we're on it's monday anymore. and we're having a really good time nobody nobody burst my bubble nobody deflate my hype all right let's get into stories because we have some pretty interesting ones to start off take two our uh <laughs> our favorite gaming company uh of the last couple months where they released a really really good remaster of grand theft auto and <laughs> everyone really liked it so that was cool yeah. Went really well. <laughs> they decided in a completely non-controversial uh, choice to acquire Zynga. That's right. Remember Farmville, Matt? Do you ever play Farmville? Farmville is like how I remember the early days of Facebook. Same. And I played a shitload of Farmville. I was always begging people to water my crops or fertilize my <laughs> crops or whatever it was that you were it's, supposed to do. It sounds like a sex thing. It, it did. It did. At the time, we made jokes about it. Hey, in baby, high school. can you water my crops? It was honestly like an addicting game yeah. that I couldn't get enough of at the time. And then one day I was just like, why am I doing this? And I never looked back. Yeah, I mean, I definitely played a lot of Words with Friends. I played Draw Something for a while. I don't think that was actually them, but Words with Friends was them. Yeah. Uh, which that was really popular, of course, in Words with Friends 2 and 3. Did, did you hear that? I did hear this. It sounded like something happened Someone in the background. dropped something and screamed. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. We're not going to check on them, though. It's, it's all good. Oh, it's fine. I think yeah, Rachel, we're it's on. fine. Le Le uh, Leo's here. I was like, Leo probably tried to eat someone's ice cream, but that's not true. All right. What was I? Okay. Zynga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I played Words with Friends for a while and Draw Something, although I don't think Draw Something was, uh, I think that was what it was called, wasn't anything to do with that. But yeah, Words with Friends is really fun. Uh, I've seen a lot of ads. It's always there. I feel like Zynga is often behind the ads for games that I get while playing other like bad games. Oh, like I get, yeah. I get ads for Merge Dragons all the time and like <laughs> Merge Mansion. And that's always, I noticed that was not because like, today I looked at the repertoire, um, of course. So yeah, I'm burying the lead here, but take two acquired Zynga, of course. I did kind of say that really quick. But I want to I want to emphasize the kinds of games we're talking about. And this is the best of the games they've made. Anything else they've done there has nothing compared to Farmville and Words with Friends. Zynga was acquired for $12.7 billion. <laughs> should the deal go through, which uh, they're hoping Take-Two is hoping to do in their next, the beginning of their next fiscal year, which should start in April, this would be the largest acquisition of a gaming company to date. For reference, Microsoft's major purchase of Bethesda's parent company, Zenimax, last year was valued at around $7.5 billion US dollars. This is almost double, in the <laughs> ballpark of double, Bethesda, Zenimax, and all of those studios. And we're looking at Zynga. So yeah, I think what's happening here, this has got to be for talent, right? I, I can't imagine that this is just all for like Zynga's IP, right? Because I think the big key here is that Rockstar or Take-Two generally has a ton of IP and Zynga's kind of like, 
you know, more into building mobile games, right? And we know one thing about Take-Two is that we know they love to make money. They love live service games. They love, I mean, if we look at GTA Online and kind of the failed Red Dead Online, but more GTA Online, uh, that has pretty much propelled them into like, I mean, pardon the joke, but Rockstar status. I mean, they are making so much money off that, like $2.5 million a day. Uh, so pretty crazy. Uh, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick said that Zynga's expertise could help it drive its free-to-play and cross-platform ambitions and help it bring Take-Two's console-slash-PC properties to mobile and add new game modes. So yeah, this is what we're talking about in its announcements. The IP uh, Take-Two specifically highlighted includes Grand Theft Auto, of course, Red Dead Redemption, yes, Midnight Club, NBA 2K, That's that's a pretty big one. Bioshock, which I did not remember that Take-Two has the rights to. I didn't remember that was a Take-Two thing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, that's so obvious, I guess, but I just wasn't thinking about it. Borderlands, Civilization, that's another huge one. Mafia, Kerbal Space Program. And pretty much, barring a few exceptions, most of these series have no significant mobile presence. Like GTA has, you know, full ports of old games, which, you know, um, <laughs> actually somewhat turned out better than what uh, <laughs> Rockstar themselves could do. But yeah, this is a crazy pickup. Matt, what is happening? Yeah, this is about buying the know-how that Zynga already has for mobile, their infrastructure, everything they already have set up to churn out mobile games. The The thing is, I think a lot of people forget that Activision Blizzard also owns King, which is your other big mobile company. Their Activision Blizzard King is their like official right. name. And King is their biggest moneymaker. They make more money than World of Warcraft. They make more money than Call of Duty. Candy Crush alone brings in an insane amount of money. So this is what this is about. Mobile gaming has an insane amount of money. It's the reason why gaming is growing so much because it's such a casual thing. Everybody does it. Grandma plays Candy Crush, (laughs) right? So everyone's engaging in this. Back in the day, Farmville, another good example. Early days of Facebook people who don't play video games were playing Farmville. So what you're getting is you're you're getting an entire ecosystem of people who play games that aren't even gamers, which is larger than the entire gamer ecosystem just because people playing casually on mobile is just so massive. And so that's what they're buying here. I think, yeah, $12.7 billion is a ton of money, but Take-Two has a ton of money. And they're probably going to make a lot of money because of this. And in the end, this is probably going to be a win for them. I don't see them losing out on this because mobile gaming is only going to get bigger as technology gets better. Yeah, Zynga is an early player. I have to imagine that they are making like already a decent amount of money. I mean, this was like kind of like a, a pretty big takeover it cost because they had to take over a public company like Zynga. That's why it costs so much. You know, that's not necessarily their valuation. I think I saw something with them being valued around seven and a half billion or seven, seven billion, something like that. But of course, because of like having to, you know, buy them out, whatever, whatever. Um, But that being said, yeah, I think they're already making a lot of money. Zynga is pretty successful. And I think take two putting their IP in there and turning this into live service, mobile games, doing all the mobile in-app purchases, that kind of stuff, selling diamonds or whatever they're going to sell, shark cards in the game. This is going to make them a ton of money. And I think it'll definitely pay off long term in the next you know decade or so. Also kind of interesting to look at, Take-Two said after this news broke that they're still interested in further acquisitions. So like you're saying, Matt, like with them 
having so much money and we, we talk about take two has so much money they're sitting on so much money well here we go this is they're finally starting to flex a little bit of that money right it's like um who embracer group how they how they did all those huge acquisitions just recently it's like they've been making a lot of money and they came in and now they're just acquiring 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 it yeah. seems like take two is also kind of planning to do that as well looking at other things to acquire and and starting to finally kind of build up into a new phase here it's interesting all the acquisitions that are happening in gaming it's making the playing field kind of strange mm-hmm. it's good for some companies like like a bethesda because i think they're going to be put on track a little bit more being under microsoft but then with some other companies, I don't always know if it's the best thing in the world for them. Um, for them, financially, it is. But for creatively, I don't know. It, it depends on who is making the acquisitions, of course. Like working for Microsoft right now when they're so focused on letting developers just kind of do their thing is obviously a much more friendly environment than probably working undertake to. But but who knows? I, yeah. I, I, I can't really. I'm just speculating. Um, but I. One thing that I thought was funny was immediately following the announcement, Take-Two stock dropped and they closed 13% down over the day because investors are worried that they overvalued Zynga and bought them for too much. I don't know. Like, I think this is just sort of a knee-jerk investment reaction. And I think probably whatever they bought them for, this was going to happen just because of Zynga's weird reputation as a mobile studio. But I don't know. I think this this is a good investment for Take Two. Like I said before, mobile gaming is just continuing to grow, and it's growing like exponentially. Like the, the yeah. rate at which it's growing is way faster than general gaming has ever grown. I think they're just going to make a ton of money from this. I don't see any other direction. I totally agree. I, I think that. Yeah, I, I just think unfortunately, it's so funny you say like mobile gaming is growing at this explosive rate. It's kind of funny. I'm imagining like, yeah, it's growing, but what is it growing into? It may be like a growth that you may want to get uh, excised, but uh, <laughs> mobile gaming is <laughs> mobile gaming is uh, still a bit of a mess. I don't want to, you know, poo poo the whole, uh, you know, the landscape of mobile gaming. There's definitely some good stuff out there, some standouts in Apple Arcade and even some like, you know, games with in-app purchases that are fun. I, I get it. But also, yeah, it is a little disappointing as someone who recently tried to get a Razer Kishi and try to do some <laughs> mobile gaming and kind of realize there's aren't really a lot of real full proper mobile games that I can just drop $20 on. They just don't really exist. Um, and, and this has been said over and over again. But I think we also forget that mobile gaming is so big in the Asian markets. And that's probably what a big part of this purchase is. It will be yes. take to getting further into China with mobile games and Korea and, and places where that sort of thing is really popular. Yeah. And sure. And like, and look, look at GTA. That's such a huge, uh, you know, it's such a huge um, IP. And I think that's like popular among gamers, popular on console gamers, PC gamers, maybe. But I think there's still a lot of people, just people who don't really game or don't buy consoles, but are into that kind of thing, love Sons of Anarchy or something and are totally down to like play some GTA, you know? And I feel like if you can just kind of play something like that on your phone, it's actually like branded GTA. That'll do really, really well, especially when it's the same company. So that's a that's a big win. I think you're right. They, I mean, I think or not you're right, but I, I see what you're saying. I, I think that the investors might be right that maybe it was overvalued monetarily for how much like the company's worth in some kind of prospectus like maybe if the company on its own wasn't worth that but i think when you consider the company being paired with take two and them having a vision and them knowing what they want it for i think that value is sometimes in the eye of the beholder and i think in terms of an acquisition like this i think it might pay off like you said uh, in a huge way so 
crazy stuff. Big story of the day, but there are plenty more big stories of the day. First off, something that's kind of been hinting uh, for a, a little while here, and that is that the first screenshots of From Software's rumored Armored Core 6 have leaked. Now, rumors of the game came online over the weekend due to a survey that From Software sent out to select people. If you can find the articles of this, it's pretty wild. They go through everything on this supposed survey. They're really kind of like giving you like a tag for what the game is. They're like talking about, you know, made by uh, Hidetaki uh, Miyazaki and like talking about the beautiful world he's creating. It's pretty interesting. Uh, now, this would be their first Armored Core game since Armored Core Verdict Day in 2013, which was a direct sequel to Armored Core 5 in 2012. Uh, this was really what put from software on the map this is still i think uh in, in the grand scheme one of probably their biggest or one of their biggest franchises it's just a huge thing in the history of gaming it's been going for like almost you know three decades to 25 years or so um which is pretty crazy uh now the images were posted on reset era by user red licorice who claimed on saturday that they received a survey from the elden ring and dark souls studio revealing the first details on the unannounced mech combat game. This is a quote from the survey saying the game is a third person shooter mecha action title that lets you move around an overwhelmingly scaled map that represents a unique sci-fi world with dynamic mech action. You will face strong enemies and fierce battles, both long and short range using guns and blades. The sound of it and the screenshots sound a lot like armored core now i mean i'm not someone who is I'll, I'll admit i've never played an armored core game it is something i knew about on the periphery uh i don't know matt if you ever have but uh, it looks the screenshots look a lot like the gameplay i've seen from the last few games that they came out with um it looks cool it looks like some like old transformers games i used to like i used to see sometimes at, like trade shows or random places and i was i would always be interested in them and never would buy them because i feel like is there really that much game there? But they look cool. You know, some big Gundam mech suit stuff. Like, I'm I'm in from, from software. Like, all right. Yeah, it's cool seeing them sort of go back to their roots and try this old property again after they've had so much so much success and made so much money. Now they can come back and really take this to the next level, right? For the for the fans of the series. I don't remember it ever being a massive thing, but like you, I remember seeing it i remember it being on the periphery i remember seeing like the box in a friend's house but i never played <laughs> any of the armored core games i just remember um thinking yeah that looks kind of cool but me personally i was never into mech combat stuff i you know i was never a, a transformers kid or like uh gundam or whatever so like it, it was just not something that that i was personally into but i could i totally understand why people would love that and why that that could be really cool but this is this is great. I think it's awesome to see them go back and revisit old properties, like I said, after they've had all this success. And I'm glad they didn't just abandon it. You know, they could totally have, especially, you know, with Elden Ring coming and, and sort of moving on from it is essentially a Dark Souls game, but moving on from calling it Dark Souls and moving forward with that. It's nice to see that they're also looking back now and they're going to grab some old properties and and change them for the better, I'm sure, now that they have all this new experience as a developer. Absolutely. I think that's really cool to see that. I honestly wasn't really even aware. this was. A, I knew of Armored Core. I didn't know it was a From Software title. In fact, when I saw the... I, maybe I'm outing myself as a fake gamer here, but I, I when I saw the, the articles and stuff on this in the last couple of weeks, there was like leaks and rumors and stuff about this being a thing. 
I was like, oh, From Software is making the new Armored Core game. That's pretty crazy. Like, what a weird like thing for them to do. And then I realized this is like their thing. It was their first one of their first big things. Uh, and that's so cool. I, I had no idea. So really cool to see them going back to that. And yeah, I mean, everything looks good. Go check it out online. Go check out the leaked images. Check out the survey. It's pretty interesting. And if you're an Armored Core fan, I think uh, you might be in for something really special. Now, speaking of games that once existed and uh, might be coming back, Sony switches Twisted Metal reboot developer. The story comes from Video Games Chronicle. Last year, Video Games Chronicle reported that a new car combat installment, which by release would be the series' first in over a decade, has started early development at the Liverpool UK-based Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games. However, Video Games Chronicle has been told that the project has since ceased development at Lucid, and according to sources... Sony has decided to instead move the series revival to one of its first party studios in Europe. No reason was given by sources, but speculation suggests this might be due to poor reception, pretty poor reception to Lucid's latest game, Destruction All-Stars. This was a PS5 game. It was released to very critical reviews, not critically good. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this, this could have an effect on that. Hard to tell exactly. Uh, Sony did express its commitment to the Twisted Metal franchise just last week, when it reiterated on stage at CES 2022 that TV series is in development and displayed artwork for the series on screen. So this is cool. They didn't say anything about the game. Of course, this is all still rumored about the game. I mean, it's definitely likely to be happening. But yeah, pretty cool. And uh, about like it's pretty cool they're still doing something. Still pretty questionable, though, about the, uh, the change in developer, Matt. Is this, uh, I mean, you weren't like super psyched for the Twisted Metal reboot, but I think you were kind of, you, your, your interest was peaked, right? So is this kind of giving you worry? Interest was peaked. I remember when we were talking about it, though, we were like, is there still a place for this kind of game? You know, you see something like Rocket League, which, you know, car it's not car combat, but it is it's car sports. You see when we were first talking about it, someone I think Cliffy B actually was the one who referred <laughs> to Twisted Metal as the original Battle Royale. And so I don't know if there's a place for car combat to be a massive thing anymore at least it, un unless they change sort of what it what it is but maybe i could be totally wrong on that i was never big into twisted metal i played it a little bit but i was never super big into it just car combat stuff has never really super been my thing i was more into like if i was doing car stuff like a mario kart or something like or crash race you're a huge you're a huge mmo fan didn't you play auto assault Auto, I did. I was in the <laughs> auto assault beta, I think, and uh, not great. Gotta say, not great. Yeah. But this is interesting. I don't know if we're going to go into the development hell route here or if Sony's really going to push to get something out because of the TV series. I don't know if like development is totally starting over or if they're going to use the assets that, that were being used by Lucid Games. Who knows? Whatever the answer is to that will totally dictate where the development cycle goes from here, because if they're just taking Lucid Games assets and ideas and expanding on it, then we're talking about a much shorter development cycle than if we're starting from scratch, you know? So mm -hmm. this could go one of two ways. I'm sure we'll hear more about this over the next year or so, and you know, we'll get a better idea of when we can expect this and if they did have to restart the whole thing. But Sony probably wants something to come out sometime around the Twisted Metal show. Maybe if they can't hit a season one, maybe a season two. 
Right. The rumors are supposed to be that this is supposed to be coming out around the show. Like that was kind of part of the rebrand and the launch here is that they wanted to have a game come out to tie in with the shows. When people got excited about the show, they wouldn't just be like, oh, I want to play a Twisted Metal game now. And then the last one's from like 1997. There'll be like something to play. So (laughs) I have a bad feeling. I have a very bad feeling that this game is just not going to work out. Yeah. And if it if it does, I don't know how, like, I, I guess I don't know how far off the Twisted Metal show is, but like, I can tell you that creating season one of a television series is much, a much quicker process than creating a video game <laughs> that's going to be a Sony, a big Sony property, right? So I, I don't know. I'm worried. Yeah, I share that worry with you. It is, I'm worried it's going to pull out like a weird double A Nickelodeon All Stars soulless thing or something that just uses the IP or I, I don't know. Um, I know that's obviously not the same genre, but I just mean in terms of like kind of someone coming in and just, you know, milking the IP and putting it into a random genre. So I'm a little worried. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, ultimately it doesn't super bode well to change developers. Hopefully they weren't very far into development and this was just, you know, a shakeup to get ahead of avoiding possible, uh, tr- you know, trouble and, and, and issues with uh, Lucid Games. All right. Moving on to our final big story of the day. (laughs) This is interesting. So we all know Star Wars Eclipse is coming out at some point uh, from Quantic Dream. Well, a second humor-based Quantic Dream AAA game is reportedly in development. This comes from at ACCNGT on Twitter, who leaked Star Wars Eclipse just days before its announcement. So, you know, someone who probably has a little bit of insider info here. The tweet reads... Quantic Dream's second AAA project, based on the Dark Sorcerer demo, uh, which you may remember was a, a demo they did in 2014, something like that. It was a kind of a funny demo where they showed like a like a sorcerer trying to summon a demon, and then it it shows like him as an actor on the stage, and it turns into like kind of a skit thing. Uh, I I only watched it for the first. I've seen clips of it, but I only watched it fully for the first time today. It's pretty funny. A humor-based game is what they say here. Core team in Paris makes sense. Uh, more advanced than Star Wars Eclipse. This is what the claim is. And cross-gen, uh, and they say, can be changed due to their new strategy. Um, also important to kind of remember some of the stuff that got tweeted about Eclipse in December by Tom Henderson, uh, who said it's being written by uh, Quantic Dream Paris with David Cage very much involved. Eclipse is believed to be around three or four years away minimum. That's the big headline here. That's the big headline. And Quantic Dream is currently struggling with hiring staff. Henderson wrote, I wonder why. I think Mm -hmm. this is a reference to the sexual harassment allegations, of course. Um, But yeah, this is pretty interesting here uh, because we're seeing kind of interesting things. We're seeing that this uh, Quantic Dream AAA project that's humor-based could potentially could be more advanced than Star Wars Eclipse. But then on the flip side, we see that Eclipse might only be three or four years away minimum. So like, where does this game slot in? Yeah, so I was going to say, when you first said more advanced than Star Wars Eclipse, I read that as it's like a bigger project. But but now I, I understand too. what it means is it's coming sooner. Yeah, Because it would be weird if it was a more advanced game, like technologically, but it's also cross-gen. Like, I don't understand how right. you reconcile those two things. So I think that this makes sense. This leak makes sense. It would also be an easy fake leak to make because, of course, Detroit Become Human start was originally a demo as well. Like mm-hmm. they have done uh-huh. this before. It, it wouldn't be a, a, ma- a massive leap to make a leak than saying that this demo that they had is turning into a game. People believe it. I believe it. You hear that and they go, they did it before. OK, sure. Why not? But the demo is really cool and it's, it's so funny. Cool. 
And I do recommend people go check that out. It's something that could potentially make a neat little universe for a game. So I would totally be down for this. I like the idea, and I don't know if it's going to work, but I like the idea of as much as I know you you like Quantic Dreams games and how they are, the the choices matter and they play yeah. more like an interactive movie. I like the idea of them branching out and trying like some RPG like in the, like the Dark Sorcerer demo, turning that into an RPG or like making a Star Wars action game with with Eclipse. Like I like the idea of them just trying something totally outside their wheelhouse. Does it work? I don't know. It works for some companies. It doesn't work for others. Like Guerrilla Games went from Killzone and then did Horizon and they're very different and it worked really well. Like sometimes it works. Playground Games went from Forza to Fable and we don't yeah. know how it's going to turn <laughs> yeah. out yet, but that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, that's about as, as massive of, of a difference as you'll see. Yeah. And this is pretty close. Like th- these two potential projects would be probably very different from what they've done in the past. So it's interesting. It's going to be very fun to watch this play out again. Of course, this could be playing out, as you said, over the next three or four years, maybe even more. So we got a long ways to go. So we're, we're going to be in this one for the long haul. But it's definitely interesting. I, I think the Dark Sorcerer, the little the little story that they created with that could create for a really interesting game. Matt, first off, I just want to say I'm also in for the long Paul. Oh, uh, oh OK. Yeah. Secondly, uh, you didn't answer my question, oh. which is, which do you think will come first? If this were to exist, do you think this would slot in? With what we're hearing about Star Wars Eclipse, it seems like that is really far off. And so I'm going to yeah. say this Dark Sorcerer thing comes first, but it would make sense that they would reveal the big Star Wars one first. I think they were chomping at the bit to be like, yes, this is not, we're doing this. Like get excited. Right. Like we're so excited. <laughs> like this is like a big thing for them. Uh, but also I think it's, it's interesting uh, from, from an article I was reading, it was, I think it was on video games Chronicle. They were talking about how likely a lot of the pieces might already be complete. They were saying like, because, well, they weren't saying necessarily that it was complete, but they were saying that they were using the same engine from like their previous stuff. They were, they were scaling that up possibly in the rumor for the dark sorcerer thing versus what is is the star Wars game is rumored to be open world in some way or more advanced or or like you said, like an action game, something that's a lot different than their choices uh, matter kind of like walking around game. And so, yeah, I, 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 so that to me might, you know, spell this might kind of come out in the next couple of years as like a side project to kind of keep interest going. Will they spend a long time toiling away on star Wars and maybe, maybe have two different teams working on it. Although it does say both are being worked on in Paris. So hard to tell, but it, it's an interesting thing. They, they run things their own way there. I don't know. <laughs> I believe they have a team now in Canada. And I think that that yes. would be the team that's working on the dark sorcerer. I think they have one in Montreal. Don't quote me, but I think they have one there. Cause it's, Francophone as well, and I think yeah, that would make sense. Of it, yeah. All right, now some quick stories to end at the day. First off, an Xbox version of Age of Empires 4 has reportedly been spotted. The game showed up on the Xbox Insider Hub under the code name Cardinal. Yeah, right. Age of Empires 4 on the console. Why the heck not, right? I don't know why you would waste your time putting it on a console. <laughs> You're putting an RTS on console. You're... No one is going to buy Age of Empires 4 for the Xbox. I don't but know game why. Pass. Game I'm Pass. Doing. Yeah, it's, I know. It adds like, more value to console Game Pass, right? To have it there. I guess. Who's going to play Age of Empires 4 on the console? It's like the worst possible experience. Well, people said that about Diablo 3, and that 
you and I both find that's a better experience on console. So there are people out there who might prefer that. Halo Wars was on console. That did well. Yeah. RTS well, it didn't just, do well, but it was likable. <laughs> it's just so not made for consoles. It is like a PC first in mind type of genre. I, it's really hard to see it working well. I mean, they're going to make it work probably, but I'm just saying like I would never I would never play an RTS on console. But have you played AOE 4? Because it's pretty simple. And I think they can simplify even more in control. I haven't, and, but I should. It clean. did win, uh, what was it, best simulation game or strategy game or something? Best strategy game or sim or sport games. Yeah, I think it's strategy or sim. Something like that. All right. Moving on. Exactly two months after its release, Forza Horizon 5 has crossed the 15 million players mark. Looks like Game Pass and sales of the game seem to be a great success this combination that they're doing here with game pass and, and selling the game 15 million players now obviously players and it's gone game pass you know whatever say what you will but the point is i mean you have to look at it and go game pass this is like a good news for game pass because clearly they have millions of people subscribe which is cool but also you know a ton of people actively playing a ton of people actively playing forza this is cool this is i mean it's not like surprising but 15 million is still a really good number especially only a couple months in the waters have officially been muddied as we talked about in the last episode with Days Gone having been a free PS Plus game at some point, w- units sold don't even matter. Or they or they do, but like you can't, no one uses that data. So then you get like right. people, I, I think the thing is like 15 million players is like, yeah. what, are, what is player, you know, where does that mean anything? I can't even, if it was 15 million sales, I would have said, holy shit. But 15 million players is kind of like, okay, cool. I, I guess that's good. I don't a hundred percent know. It sounds good. It's a high number. We're entering a new era where the whole units sold, copies sold is not going to be the end all metric anymore because of these subscription services and Epic Game Store giving out so many free games, PlayStation Plus giving out free games. It's just not going to be a very telling metric anymore unless it's Nintendo games, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Actually, speaking of units sold, Elden Ring overtakes Dying Light 2 to become Steam's most wishlisted game. Now, my thing is, who the fuck? Why Why was Dying Light 2 Steam's most wishlisted game? Is it because it was the game that's been so long in development that it just was on there? Like, that's wild. And then I looked into it, Matt, and did you know that Dying Light, the first game, at least as of 2019, had sold 17 million copies? Because I surely did not. There's going to be a lot of disappointed people on February 4th when the game doesn't come out. Um, no. Uh, okay, at this point, maybe it is coming out. I still don't be- I won't believe it until I see it. I didn't... I, so I knew that the first game sold surprisingly well. I would not have guessed 17 million. I probably would have said something like 10. Yeah. Here's the thing. Whatever For whatever reason, I don't know. I can't tell you. But zombie games on Steam do so well. People who who are on Steam love zombie games. I think I saw someone say World War Z sold like 15 million or like something crazy like that. Like 13 million or 13 million. Something. Maybe that was. Yeah, that was given away free on Epic Game Store at some point, too. So so. that might count, too. But (laughs) but I'm just saying like zombie games. You're right. Like as a whole seem to do really well. DayZ did crazy well. I I think you know what it was. I think it was DayZ sold like 13 million copies. And Mm. I think World War Z sold like 5 million. But that's still nuts. Like, yeah, which is like basically like a multiplayer. okay game. I've been saying for like 
10 years that we're going to hit the zombie bubble and we haven't hit the zombie bubble. Like these games still do super well. Dying Light 2 is, if it comes out, is probably going to do really well. People still play Seven Days to Die, which, by the way, came out in 2013 and it is still in early access. So we're going on a decade of early access. People love zombie (laughs) games. They always do well. They always sell super well. I don't know, man. I don't totally get it because I don't like I'll play games with zombies in them, but I'm not like into zombies. But maybe that's just it. Maybe that's just it. I don't I don't even like I don't watch zombie movies. I'm not into zombies but I'll play games with zombies in them just because if they're a good game. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the whole thing. I don't know. I think they make for a good enemy and you can do this like cool horde stuff. Like I I had a lot of fun. I think you did, even though you were more hesitant about it, you had a lot of fun playing back for blood, even though we played it not for too long. And I had a lot, I did actually enjoy playing world war Z uh, we enjoyed playing the forest, which I would say that was kind of zombie enemies yeah. and things. So zombie you know adjacent. What? Yeah, zombie adjacent. And so I, I think I, I have no idea what the lore in that game is. I didn't get that far, but um, but yeah, zombie kind of creatures. And uh, yeah, so I, I think I agree that I'm, I'm I don't really engage in any sort of zombie movies. You know, when I was like 15, I read like you know uh, zombie survival guide and all that. You know, World War Z the book, and I was like really into zombies. But I think that was like during the height of zombies. You know, like 2007 or something. That was like zombie. Day, what am I trying to say here? Like uh, zombie uh, uh, day zero or something. That was you like know what, it. Paul? I love The Last of Us, and that is yeah. essentially zombies. So definitely. So you know what? You know, I think you can have some good zombie stories, like especially end of the world zombie stories. Um, I used to really love I Am Legend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is. Uh, 17 million fucking copies of Dying Light. Dying Light 2 is now the most wishlisted game. Oh, sorry. It just was the most wishlisted game. It was beaten by Elden Ring, but that's pretty impressive that Elden Ring only overtook it in like the last week before it comes out uh, or two weeks here. Uh, yeah, this is clearly highly anticipated in a way I did not think it was. So this is exciting in the sense that like, I, I just hope that Dying Light 2 isn't garbage now. I, I liked memeing on it, but now that I know so many people expect it to be good or want it to be good, now I just want it to be good for those people. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> I'm so prepared for people all over Reddit just being so disappointed that it's a broken game. And I'm not like gonna like I'm not gonna revel in it, but I am just not <laughs> You're gonna ready. be shocked when I start seeing that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And finally, Matt, I know you're I know you're far away from me right now, but get over here. <laughs> that's not uh that's that's mortal combat sorry my set my my problem my, my apologies the day that m bison came to your vi- no fuck that's mortal combat too street fighter <laughs> celebrates its monumental 35th anniversary i don't know there's i didn't even look it up there, there might be something going on maybe there's some uh events <laughs> i don't know uh hadouken that's street fighter I don't even know the last Street Fighter game that came out. Was it Street Fighter Six? I don't actually know. Oh no, there was um, there was like an X. They got really weird names now. Like they all have like a lot of letters and numbers. I think Street Fighter Five is the latest one in twenty. Yeah, Champion Edition. Right, right, right. And there's also like a thirtieth anniversary collection from five years ago. Anyway, it's been a while. Like, it's where's the where's the new Street Fighter game? I think they've been talking about doing that for a while. Capcom's been like talking about how they want to reinvest in it. I think that's one of those things that's going to come out like on PC and console at the same time or some crazy thing that they've been talking about. So that's exciting. I, I just I just mentioned it. I, I, for some reason, when it came up, I thought I'd have more to say about it, but I just don't. Um, I was kind of hoping you had something to say about Street Fighter, but uh, I don't know why you would think that. Fuck it. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> 
<laughs> they should make a movie, which is like the Mortal Kombat one, not the new one, but the old. Oh one. yeah, and then they can do Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter crossover oh, movie. And then they do. Here's what they do: Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter versus Marvel versus DC. Oh Jesus, that's a lot of IP. <laughs> like the lawyering in that. How many lawyers do you have to get in a room to make that happen? Yeah, even just to get Sony, like Spider-Man and Marvel together, let alone like, like <laughs> yeah. even just to get them to agree to do a separate project on top of what they're already doing. Oh, my goodness. All right, Matt, let's uh, let's round things out here at the end of the day. And first first off, before we before we kind of head out of here, I want to I want to say we do have a great YouTube show. We mentioned it here before Southern Fried Grooves, which is a let's play show with uh, Josh and Fabian with Mike producing. But Matt, have you been checking out some of those latest episodes? Because they are hilarious uh the one i watched last night was i think the one that came out on saturday and they just finally josh had finally taken down capper demon which i really i was i was shocked he did really well like again every time i watch him play this game they're playing dark souls i should say dark souls one every time they play this game every time i see josh play i i'm just shocked at how much it makes me want to play the game but i know i wouldn't be good at it I also like how he cut off the stone gargoyle's tail, which not, like oh, nobody yeah. knew even existed in the in the gargoyle effect, which is cool. And I, I'm ruining the show, but it's just it's so exciting. It's a lot of fun. Definitely go check it out. Um, it, it's funny too. They had a great get bit about um old people falling down at one point. Um, I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> um, so uh, there are disclaimers. Don't worry. It's uh, Mike put some hilarious stuff in there too. So uh, yeah, this is a shameless plug, but definitely go check out Southern Fried Groups. It's a lot of fun. Um, if, if Josh were here, he would tell you it's a, it's a hoot and holler. So, uh, yeah, check that out on youtube.com slash goodnight groups. Much funnier than, than this show. It's a lot <laughs> funnier than this show. I would say it's much uh, more similar to the humor we have on game groups a lot. Well, in terms of funniness, not the same type of humor, but, but still really funny. Uh, whereas this show is probably the all time least funny. Uh, this is more Whoa. like the dad. Jo- well, I would just say it's more about like news and dad jokes, right? That's kind of the vibe here. Less so, like yeah. outrageous belly. Remember laughs, when we I did think. soda facts? Those were the days. I do remember. <laughs> That's so. Fu- it's funny to be doing something long enough to be like, remember when we used to do this on the podcast? Yeah, we used to do soda facts. Oh man, maybe we should bring that back for Friday. All right, uh, but yeah, if, if listen, if you love what we're doing here at at, at uh, Goodnight Groups, if you love GG Replay, you checked out Southern Fried Groups and you thought, damn, that was good, or you listened to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Groups. Well, you know what? Head on over to patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. If you're a super fan, we do have three support tiers and anything and all that you can give us is appreciated. Or if you don't want to give us anything at all, that's okay. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us. It's super helpful and we appreciate it. Matt, do you have anything else to say before we head out of here today? Uh, I forgot to come up with something, so I'll just say uh, good luck to... Dying Light 2 when you come out February 4th, 2024. Oh my God, this just in. Uh, Dying Light 2, they actually just changed developers uh, and it's actually going to be developed by Zynga now through Take Two. Exclusively on mobile, on Apple Arcade. <laughs> Exclusively on Windows Phone, 8.1. Oh, so uh, perfect. get with it. Everyone pull out your HTC 8Xs and get ready for some fun. We'll see everyone back here on Wednesday for another GG replay. But until then, good night, Grooves.